Wednesday, Wednesday, March 3rd. Pretty bad to stumble off the first word you throw in there, isn't it, Emily? <laughs> I'm under a lot of pressure these days. We'll get it straight. We will. <laughs> Back here in Spacious Podcast Studio A. Um, so, sorry we got this episode out a few days late. We uh, we had it recorded, actually, uh, a week ago Friday, the, the body of it. And I know you had a little personal crisis here. Yeah, I had some family stuff going on. Kind of caused me to get a little backed up and delayed, but we're so getting it out. On Thursday, and and we talked about, hey, I can put this thing out, right? <laughs> That's true. So you did, you, you a, did it for a whole year without me, so. A, if you have a problem, <laughs> let me know. We can take care of it. So we've got uh, Hunter Profit on a little bit later. He's a, he's a junior foreman from our Mid-Atlantic office, and Hunter's uh, started with us, I think, in 2018. Uh, glad to have him in the studio. Awesome. Uh, we've got recording an accident, a discussion with with all three of our safety folks. They're going to be here with you in Spacious Podcast Studio A. Crazy um, that I have all three of them in the same room. Yeah. How about that? That's safe. That is. Um, so Cam Hagar is our new safety director, and this is his first week here. It is. And I'm sure he's you'll make him nervous in front of the mic. I'll try. Yeah. Try my best. And then we got Arthur Herbest and Justin Embry from our Mid-Atlantic office. And uh, for Price is Right, We've got the cost valuation of the stock. So what does it cost to have our stock valued? What does that process cost us each year? Do you want me to say that right now? Or do you want to make them wait? Make no, them let's sweat. Make them wait. Okay. We'll make them sweat a little yeah, bit. Yeah, make them sweat. I'll tell you though, the guesses are hilarious this week. It went from a hundred dollars to a hundred and eighty thousand dollars because I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure everyone was just like me. They had no idea what that would actually no idea. cost. I, I had no idea before we ever did it, and I was like, "Holy cow, this is a this is a process." <laughs> it is, and uh, you know, I guess a hundred dollars doesn't buy you much, right? <laughs> That's so, true. Not these days. Uh, not when you get professionals involved, and you know, att- attorneys and accountants and that sort of thing. Right. So we'll move on to our conversation with Hunter. Good morning, Hunter. Glad to have you in the spacious podcast studio away with us. Good morning, Herb. So, uh, Hunter, give us a little bit of background, where you grew up and, and how you came to, to be with Sergeant. Yeah, sure. Um, I uh, grew up in Goosen County, Virginia. Uh, went to Goosen High School. Did a lot of uh, tech work there as far as a little bit of construction, a lot of carpentry, a little bit of, like, uh, stuff that Costello does. Not a very smaller level than that, but yeah. um, thought I was going to go to college and then senior year. Well, probably sophomore year, I kind of figured that's not the route I wanted to go. Um, so that's when I really started taking a plunge and looking at what I wanted to do after high school. Um, I had small jobs throughout high school, like landscaping, and then I worked at Southern States before I came here. And then uh, once I came here, I tried to hit the ground running. So, How did you hear about Sergeant? Uh, funny story, I actually... I heard about Sergeant like the whole year in senior year and uh Brandon Thurston, he's now in the Mid Atlantic as well. He came up to the Academy. Yeah, Brandon's been great. Yeah, he really loved it. And uh 
I actually was my I what I, what I wanted to do is uh, welding up in uh, Norfolk, but uh, it didn't work out. So then uh, I got talking to Brandon. I couldn't make it to the academy due to uh, medical reasons, but and then um, I, then I filled out an application, and then Embry called me, and then that's how it all happened. So. Well, there you go. Now yeah. you're a sergeant. Yeah, and it's great. I, I, do, I do not regret my decision one bit. I also want to um, just pause for one second and recognize that for once, I'm not the only Southern accent on this podcast. <laughs> and it's really nice. I feel at home right now. I feel at home. <laughs> well, that's good. Why don't you guys have a bowl of grits and, and that's right. some oh, biscuits yum. and, and some sausage yes, gravy. And <laughs> I did grow up in Georgia. So at one point in time, I had a Southern accent, but I got rid of it. <laughs> but I did learn to love a lot of the Southern food, like grits and whole cake and all that stuff. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Now I'm hungry. But you showed up on the job, and and you've been uh, you've been running hard right from the beginning. I mean, you, you showed a lot of promise early on. Uh, how old are you now? Twenty. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one so years got... old. And what what are you doing with us now? Uh, I'm a junior foreman. Wow, twenty one years old and already a junior foreman. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's been a ever since I came a foreman. It's been it was a little uh little overwhelming at first, but every every job and every week seems to be getting a little bit easier. But there's always there's always something new to learn. Well, it kind of cracks me up that he says it was overwhelming. It, we were just talking to Curtis Bro last week, and he said the exact same thing. He was like, "Oh, when I became a foreman, it was it was a little overwhelming." Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of chuckle every time you all say that. And and I can remember, you know, when I was first, when I first came to work full time and I was a junior foreman and I spent most of my time staking cuts and fills for the, for the real foreman that, you know, I, I do the staking and they'd come in and take the cuts and fills out and then leave and I'd have to stake behind them again. And, but I, I always used to marvel at like, you know, I don't know how I would manage this 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 fleet of equipment or this group of people i don't know how it managed that and it you just take it on a little by little and you know hopefully you don't get overwhelmed too much so you get discouraged and and uh i can remember i used to be pretty uh you know when things didn't go right i, I could probably begin to unravel i mean, might as well call a spade a spade here we'll probably begin to unravel a little bit yeah, exactly. And so, so how, how do you find yourself when when things are breaking up a little bit on you? How do you find yourself in that way? Uh, well, I'll be truthful since I know Rick, Ricky Powell and Brian Smart are probably going to listen to this. So they all know <laughs> that if I lie, it's, <laughs> they're going to hold yeah, you accountable. It's a uh, it depends on the situation and how how important I know that this item or the task is at hand. So if something starts going wrong. And it's not really working out my way. I uh, I tend to get a little unraveled. I'd say uh, more at myself if it's something that I did. But uh, I try to keep my cool as much as possible, and uh, try to. I've I've learned to step back, and uh, really kind of just you know, just get into the details and kind of just keep on pushing through it. So one of the things that that has always helped me is when you say step back, I, I have to step back like completely out of the picture. And they say you can't see the whole pic you can't see the whole picture if you're inside the frame. And 
So I have to step back outside the frame and go on a hill and, and look. Now, I mean, if there's something urgent, you obviously have to take care of that. But I always found that it was really helpful for me to step back and go on, to, on top of a hill somewhere and look down at what's going on and, and really take stock of what I could change to make it go better, to make it be safer. Uh, have you have you found that to be a helpful way to look at things? Yeah. Uh, in the spur of the moment, sometimes it feels like you don't have time to step back, but uh, sometimes you just got to take that. You just got to take that one minute or two minutes just to, you know, recollect your thoughts, and that's really helped me on the previous job I was on because they, uh, the uh, engineers were quite, they were quite a stiffler. So uh, it's, it was, uh, you had to definitely step back on a few items on that job. And it helps if you have somebody like Brian or Tim or or you know James or Dan. Those guys that you know you can count on those guys to keep things going. And if you communicate with them and say, hey, look, I just need to go take a look at this thing from a holistic point, they've got your back while you're gone. I mean, you're not you're not going on a 20-mile ride. You're going on a 500-foot ride. Yep. Yeah, I can't say – I can't thank them enough for the uh, the past job. They taught me – they definitely taught me a lot on uh, as far as, you know, how they operate and – you know, little things that I can do to improve. And uh, Brian and James and Rick, everybody that was there really gave me a lot of help. So, you know, I just, I'm kind of curious too. You st- stepped right into Sergeant basically right out of high school. And what, what was that like, you know, stepping out <clears throat> onto the site for the first time with all different types of people who are coming from different backgrounds? Um, and you're a fresh out of high school student. What did, what, what was that like? Well, you know, I, I really had, other than the uh, tech school, I really had no, no knowledge about, you know, the, the detailed things that I was going to be doing at, you know, when I first started. So just going in there, I was, you know, basically just, you know, my, my uh, thoughts were just, you know, keep my head down and get my work done until I know, you know, until I get a feel for what I was doing. And, um, it, but uh, right, you know, right going onto the site, you know, I I made some friends. I got to learn a lot, um, and then uh, I got to kind of I in that one job, I definitely learned the sergeant way on a lot of stuff, and uh, so I kind of get it felt at home by the end of that job. You know that oh, this was a good place to work, and so but definitely coming out of high school, I had you know, I didn't have no clue what was I going to step into. So that was a little, you know, it was always scary hopping into a new job and, um, you know, first career job. So, but it, uh, it all worked out and it's been great. So I know you, uh, you mentioned Brandon earlier and, and he came to the Academy in that year is 2018, I believe. Yep. Um, and Brandon's making a name for himself as well, uh, there. And I know he spent a lot of time, uh, operating excavator this past summer. Have you guys discussed, ever like what he took out of the academy that you may not have been able to pick up at that over those few weeks uh yeah actually i i picked him up at the airport when he came back and oh did uh, you cool yeah and you know we talked a lot about what he had seen up there and he had a great time i mean he got to he got to learn a lot about you know the equipment and different things that he did learn about quite a few things that we don't really 
do a lot of in Mid-Atlantic, but he still he, he got to learn the sergeant way a little bit before I did, before he went on his first job. So I already kind of had, you know, thoughts in my head going in. So that definitely helped out a lot with Brandon. Him already starting a week, well, you know, however long he was in the academy, and then he was at the uh, first job a week before I started. So it was uh, – he definitely he definitely gave me some insight about what I was coming into. But we, we still both, you know, just put our feet on the ground, and we still had a lot to learn, obviously. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, according to Kevin, and I, I was down there some, a really good contributor at that at that academy. Yeah, he's cool. all he's 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 pretty much just like me, all hands on deck. He if he can't if he can't step in, then he's not going to learn anything. So yeah. he has to he has to be right there in the moment and uh, just you know learn something, anything to take away from the moment. Yeah, and now you're learning even more. You're up. You're here in Maine because you're here in the studio with me. Um, how, welcome to Maine. <laughs> how do, how do you like Maine? Uh, it's a little cold, but uh, <laughs> it's actually been kind of warm here the past couple of days. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. The last <laughs> time I came up here, it was uh, it was definitely colder. But today, today I think it feels like one degree. So <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to hit the uh, forty degree weather again. I don't blame <laughs> you. I think we all are. I think yesterday was close to seventy. Or maybe that, it's the day before Justin mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you're up in Maine this week, like we were saying, and uh, you're in training right now. So you were just talking about, you know, learning everything you can, and now you're taking part in this. What what sorts of things have you been getting out of the training this week? Uh, a lot. I probably could go on for hours about how much we've learned in a short period of time in this one week. But a lot of things I've taken out of it is uh, the big thing is the planning part. Um, Kevin... Kevin and, and Kendall, they uh, they've been doing a great job working with us about the whole planning, and uh, so we actually instead of looking at random plans, we all got a you know set of plans that we probably think that we're going to be on that job this summer or the, that you know, was a great idea starts. by the way, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin and Kendall came up with a great idea to to take a look at plans you'll be working on in the future. Yep, and uh, so this week, really, really, what I've been taking away from it is getting into the specs and. You know, I've I've made a couple of the uh, P3s um, um, and uh, just really breaking the job down. And you really don't get that. I mean, you still plan, you know, but once you're in the moment and the job is going, you don't you don't get to set back as often as you do like we are this week and really sit there and focus on a certain item for a long period of time, get all your thoughts in and uh, know how you're going to attack it and this has definitely helped me, you know, get comfortable with it. And that way I'll be able to better work it into my schedule than I have in the previous jobs. Um, so it's all been helping. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff I've learned, not just from Kendall and Kevin, the speakers we've had come in, you know, just the whole thing has been, it's been a good experience and just the small things that we tweaked on, you know, talked about, uh, very, you know, fine-tuning details that we need we need to have going into the this season. So, it's been it's been really great. I know they those guys. I mean, the passion they have for teaching for the work to begin with, but for people and for teaching uh, is is unmatched. You know, those two guys are just. And I've been working with Kevin for a long time. You know, and. And uh, it's been a, for me, it's been a great partnership and, and having those guys be so that they can, they can impart their wisdom and their planning, te- planning uh, 
procedures and all that sort of stuff. It's just a great thing. So uh, congratulations for getting to the point where you're where you're up here. I know this is your second year up here. We talked earlier. You you were up last year when you had our foreman and superintendent meetings all together. Yep. And I know that was your first meeting, so you don't have much to compare it to. This year, we're not having foreman meetings just because of the situation we're in. We're having virtual superintendent meetings. Do you just comment a little bit about how that meeting went last year? Uh, going into that meeting, I was pretty much fresh off as a foreman. Um, and uh, what I took away from that meeting was just kind of a – I learned a lot, but it was more of just – you know, where do I need to be as far as moving up and how I need to get there? So I kind of, it kind of set a base, it kind of set a baseline for me. Um, and uh, so going on from there, I really, you know, I really knew where, knew where I needed to be and how I needed to get there. And uh, so compared, that one compared to the one that we're doing this week, this one this week has really just been, like I said before, fine-tuning those details, putting it, you know, changing little things here and there that, you know, maybe I was trying to fix, but I didn't know quite how to get there. And uh, so that's been a really big help this week. But, yeah, last year was definitely uh, – I got to got to meet everybody, you know. Um, had to have some conversations with people that I, you know, never would have thought I would have had conversations with. So – and I got to see – I got to see different, different ideas and different opinions about, you know, this – kind of the general of the same thing we do every day. So, Yeah, it's awesome. much, much different. This year you got, what, eight or ten people in the room yep. versus versus last year was 90 or so when you take in all the superintendents, all the foremen, all the ops managers and everybody. So this is much more hands-on training. It's well-documented kind of the strife between your generation and the older guys in the business. And we've had some of that strife in our company, uh, but you seem to have overcome that strife. You seem to have been able to bridge a gap with folks that are, you know, decades older than you. And so, I, for the for the sake of other young guys that might be listening to this podcast, what do you think you've done uh, to to earn their respect and and have them root for you and help bring value to you. What I've found is like, I've always, even before Sergeant, I've always gotten along with the older generation just because I, I like to soak up any type of wisdom and any type of advice I can get and not even about construction, just anything life, you know, going in. So, um, so I've always kind of, I've always kind of just had that, had that connection with the older generation. And uh, the one thing I do, I would like to say to younger guys coming up, you can't be, you can't be, I guess the word for it, headstrong. You can't, you can't go in and talk to somebody that has been doing this for, you know, 20 or 30, you know, maybe even more than that many years. And, you know, think that you know everything. You have to be able to be humble and you have to be able to listen to their advice and take it and don't take it for granted. You got to, you got to, you sit there and have a conversation with them. And a lot of the things that like speaking to Brian a lot, Brian is just like any, anybody else that um, is a mentor. You don't, they, none of them want you to come up to them with, 
you know, a hundred problems. They want you to come up to them with a hundred problems, but have, you know, ideas how to resolve each one of those things. And then that's, that's when they, the older guys will look at you and, you know, they know that you're, you're willing to try. So when you're willing to try these older, these older guys and, and the company, they'll definitely put in the effort to get you to get you to where you want to be. Willing to try and listen. Yep, exactly. And I, I think we found that with just about everybody that I've talked to is, you know, they are really willing to bring younger guys under their wings because they know Sargent's a great company and they want it to continue to be successful. And the only way to do that is to work together and, and help teach you younger guys, you know, the ways and how things work and, you know, hey, maybe you're doing it this way, but, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Here's a better way. Um, and, and, you know, just as you guys learn from them, they learn from you too. I mean, it goes both ways, you know, as, as things change in, in this industry, like it always is. Um, you know, I think these older guys like to learn from you guys too. Um, so I think that's really interesting. It's a, it's a neat aspect when you're out on the job seeing the younger guys and the older guys working together um, for solutions and learning from each other. It's it's an interesting part of the culture here, and I really appreciate that and like that about this this company. Well, it's kind of a must. You know, we, we just have to work together. And there's there's a fine line from a, from a young guy coming on a job and wanting to make a difference. Like some people just have that desire. They want to make a difference. And I, I sense that in you, and I know, you know, Brian and some of the other guys we've talked about have the same desire to make a difference. And it's a fine line for a young guy coming onto a job wanting to make a difference, but then also having some humility about it. And that's, that's the important thing. I know we had Aaron Witt on and, and he's just a few years older than you are um, back in the fall. Uh, last, I guess it was back in July. We had him on and, and he said, man, if you're going out on the job, you got to be just, you got to have a huge dose of humility. You just have to, you can't come across like you know anything. You just have to do what people tell you to do and and not have to be told over and over and over again to do it. And yep. those are the those are the guys that that advance rapidly. Guys and girls. Oh yeah. Just like you're doing right now. I mean, you really have I mean, like you said, twenty one years old, already a junior foreman, that's big you're moving up and and it's kind of neat too because it sounds like you've been really given the tools to to make those um jumps from from one job to another and um it also sounds like you have the support of the people around you which is you know not something that's always uh, that you can always find wherever you go whatever industry you're in yeah I would like I would like to say that um I mean, I have a lot of other friends, you know, in Goochland and, you know, other companies that they work for as far as construction world, you know, sometimes I hear them a lot saying that they, you know, we say all the time here that we were kind of thrown to the wolves, but if you actually look at other companies and the guys that are the same age as me and trying to do the same things as I'm doing, they're really thrown to the wolves and, and, uh, they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's all on them. They gotta, they gotta kind of fight for it themselves, and you know we fight as foremans, and you know we 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 have that competition, and we want to be there, and we want to get there, but we have a lot of help here, um, as far as getting to where we want to be, and there's not a, 
not a thought in my mind that if I ever had a serious problem that I could, I could probably go to just about anybody in this company. And even if I was in Virginia and I needed to call Kevin, I wouldn't, you know, I'm just using it as an example, but you yeah. know, I wouldn't have a doubt in my mind that he wouldn't mind answering that phone and having that phone call with me. Well, I think that goes company wide, right? I, I, I truly believe you could call anybody in this company and say, I've got a question. And that includes me. Um, you know, I've got a question and would work through it. Now, you know, we can't take 400 phone calls all the time. And, and yeah. so, I mean, you can't go to that well too often, but if you're stuck, we want, that's what we want to help. And, and uh, Eric Ritchie, you haven't had a chance to meet very many times, but he's, he's got a saying, we want to spend our time watering the plants that flourish. We don't want to water the plants that are dead. And yep. that's, it, it's such an uplifting thing when for folks like you and the other guys in this training this week and that they've had this winter for us to see, you know, we're, we're pouring water on, on these plants and they're flourishing, you know, we're, and it's, it takes a lot of effort. It's not just dumping a pitcher. It's, you know, it's this time with Kevin and Kendall and planning all this stuff, but seeing you guys flourish is what really makes it worth it for all of us. And you have friends who work in other companies, obviously. What, in your opinion, sets Sargent apart from, from those others? What sets Sargent apart from the rest of the, you know, the companies that I've uh, heard about? Sargent really, like, like Herb just said, and like I said earlier, they, they, uh, once they see potential in you, they're not going to give up on you, so you don't want to give up on them. And uh, that's, that's a really big one for me because – I like, you know, I like the, uh, I like the criticism, the constructive criticism. I want to hear what I'm doing wrong. And then, uh, I still, I still get, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what I'm doing right. And, you know, I, I still get that feedback as well. So it's, it's always, it's always a mix. And me personally, that's what I like to see in a company. And that's, that's all I've seen, you know, so far going and building my way up in this company is, uh, always getting the feedback and like, uh, and it might be bad sometimes, and it might be good, but it's it's you know, it's at least you're getting the feedback, and you know you come you come to work the next day knowing what everybody else wants to see in you, and how they want you to improve, and how they want you to keep on going through the rest of this job or the rest of the company. You know, you came into this position as a 20 year old or a 19 year old. 19, 19. 19. That's what I thought. You came into this position as a 19 year old, and as a 19 year old, the, you know, the experiences that you have behind you to build upon are not that many. And for, to that feedback, uh, idea in order to improve, you, you have to have that feedback, right? You have to have people that are willing to, to give you, you know, to, to kind of have those conversations with you. And, yep. and it's, it's really, it's vitally important. Um, so what, what do you think, I've kind of already asked this question, but you got a guy working with you, uh, an excavator operator, and you want to make a difference for him. He, he feels that you want to make a difference for him. So he wants to make a difference for you. And, and that's really the, to me, the, the best of the culture. 
is that two people or, or 10 people are all in a group and they want to make a difference for each other and lift each other up. And I sense what, you know, what you're saying about these other companies that, that you're, the people you know work for, they don't have that feeling. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen, I've heard a lot of it from other companies. Uh, it, it, the teamwork is definitely lacking. And, you know, and with Sargent, that's really what we depend on to get through the week, to get through the job, you know, to get through the whole season, you know, with any job that's going on, um, is all the teamwork. You got to, it's, it's always, you know, when we plan for our, you know, when we plan for our day and we plan for the week or three weeks ahead, um, you know, it's great once you have it all there, but if you don't have the teamwork, then it's never going to get, it's never going to get complete how you foresee it in your mind. So when you go into it, uh, you know, when I usually go into it, that's, that's all what it's always about is making sure everybody's happy and everybody's moving fluent and consistent. And, but we're all at the end of the day, we're all coming together. Well, everybody's not always going to be happy, but yeah, exactly. I mean, and then, so, I mean, it's, it, you, you get to choose happiness in my opinion. That's, yep. you can choose to be happy or choose to not be happy. <laughs> One question is like, what's the most difficult situation you've encountered so far? And how did you manage through it? Uh, not too long ago, actually. Um, we had to, uh, the, 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 uh, the landfill wanted us to put a clean out in. And, uh, so we didn't, so a lot of things kind of accumulated in this day. We had, you know, uh, before everything started, once he told me he, this is what he wanted, we went ahead or first thing in the morning and uh, fused up all the fittings together, got all that done, so that was already done. And then, uh, you know, at the, during while the, my guys were doing that, I had ordered, I had called Jeff Marsh and got an excavator. Well, the excavator was a little bit but late, so going into this, I didn't start digging until 3 o'clock, 3.30. And, uh, and, and it, was a, it was their only live line from, to get the leachate to the main sewer on Charles City Road in the county. So it was it was important that we had to get in there and get out as fast as possible once we turned that line off and cut it and put this clean out in. And uh, they wanted it right in the curve. And this is HDP pipe. It's a dual containment, 8x4. Uh, and uh, so they wanted it right in the curve. And when you, when you get dual containment, it really doesn't want to have any flex, and especially stuff that's been in the ground for that long period of time. Um so going into it, you know, it was going great. I had Brandon Thurston excavating it for me. We exposed the line and all that. And uh, it was still getting later into the hours. And uh, so we turned the line off, cut it. And uh, we were having a real big issue of getting the line tied in. And it was just that right there. It, it was at this point, it was probably like 12 a.m. And it was really late. I had, uh, Jeff Mars really came in to help. So 12 a.m., you mean midnight. Yeah, midnight. Yeah. And uh, we're still still trying to work it both, you know, different ways. And um, I wanted to excavate wider so I can get more of a flex. But during the day, during the day, the haul trucks still had to come beside Brandon. So I couldn't do that right off the bat, how I, how I truthfully wanted to excavate it. And I, so off the bat, my trench probably was – had a lot to do with it and uh 
And this is one of these overwhelming times, Herb. This is this is this is one of them times yeah. where I started to unravel a little bit. But I try to keep it together. And uh, Jeff Mart Jeff Marsh had brought me a light plant, and the uh, first time we the first time we f- got it fused, we didn't feel we didn't feel so comfortable about it. So we we you know we we this is when we stepped back and we we actually got a camera, um, and we ran it down the pipe. The four inch looked good, but we still felt a little iffy about the eight inch. And long story short, the eight inch ended up did, did breaking when we when we tested the line. So then we had to go back to square one. So what did we end up doing was we we fixed the trench how you know I wanted it to be originally, and uh, we actually got a whole brand new stick of pipe and uh, just took the that existing that that one section of existing out, started fresh, um, and uh, we where I was trying to tie in first we you know we put it together there to start and then we tied in farther up where it was out of the curve and uh ricky ricky actually ricky powell was actually in loudon uh when this was going on i was in richmond and um he actually drove all the way up and at like two o'clock in the morning to you know come help me out because at this point you know i was i was very i was very stressed so um and that and that's going back to how the company is that that right there that explains it all i mean that's a pretty much a two and a half hour drive, maybe more than that. And, you know, he, you know, he, he knew that I was in a very tough situation and it was getting very late, uh, well, very early in the morning actually, but, <laughs> um, and he actually drove all the way up and helped me out and we got it done and we got out of there, backfilled it all and, and it worked out for us. So, so I, I want to comment that if, if Ricky, if Ricky didn't have a high opinion of you to begin with, he might've gone just for the sake of the company, but he wouldn't have been happy about it. And I'm sure that because he was helping you out, he was, he had some passion behind it. So congratulations Um, for that. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, he definitely, Ricky definitely picks the guys that he wants to be around and he wants to, he, 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 he definitely wants to, pick them wisely as far as like you were saying earlier watering the plants um he he definitely that's that's definitely him in a nutshell and um but he uh yeah me and him have a great relationship as far as um work and he uh he came in clutch and he he came and helped me out that night and he he made me step back because at this point this is one of those moments where I was just go 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 and, you know, it's, you know, it's getting very, very dark, very late. You know, the guys, you know, you know, the guys were getting worn out. And, uh, but we all, the teamwork, and when I stepped back with Rick and we looked at how we we're going to attack it the second time, then it, that's when it, that's when it actually started to get fluent and it was easy to get through it then. So, yep. Great. It's awesome. Tough situation, but obviously, you know, you guys toughed it out. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's awesome. Emily, what's your new game you're going to play this week? What's going okay, on here, anyway? So you, you didn't even clear this with me. I know I didn't. I'm sorry. I the whole point is it's a lightning round of questions. Okay, so this is Doug Morrison <laughs> and Tim LePage's um, bright idea, and I thought it was really fun actually. So <clears throat> I'm just going to ask you some fast questions, and you just answer them as fast as you can. Sound good? You're my guinea pig, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll see how this goes. You're welcome. Okay, the first question is, your favorite piece of equipment? Uh, definitely an excavator. Okay, and your best on-the-job snack? Uh, 
Cheez-Its. Oh, Cheez-Its, yum. <laughs> okay, so your favorite thing to do outside of work? Um, mm, we'll go with hunting. Okay, hunt. I thought that was going to be your answer, to be <laughs> honest. Okay, and this one's this one might be hard for you to answer. I don't know if you know it. Moxie or cheer wine? Uh, I've had Moxie, so I'm going with cheer wine. Yes. <laughs> awesome. For for all of you wondering, Moxie obviously is the main soda. It's, you know, <clears throat> bitter. Bleh. And uh, sorry for all of you who love it. But then there's cheer wine, uh, which actually comes from the South. North Carolina originated, but North Carolina, Virginia area. And uh, it's a sweet, sweet cherry cola. And yeah. it is delicious. So, so as a 21-year-old now, has anybody, has Kendall introduced you to the burnt trailer? Uh, I don't think so. I might have to ask him about that. <laughs> oh boy. The burnt trailer is Moxie and Allen's coffee brandy. <gasps> oh. And you can't imagine a worse thing to drink. Oh, gross. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? That... Well, it's just, you know, when you look in the cabinet and there's just two things, that's what you go with, I guess. I don't know. I would <laughs> never, <laughs> to be clear, I would never ever have Moxie in my cabinet anyway, but okay, I guess that's a thing. That might be the, that might be the true medicine, how they used to use Moxie back in the day. Right yeah, there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want to taste that. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for being my first lightning round guinea pig. I think it went well. I thought bad. you did a great job with it. <laughs> well, thank look, you, Doug and Tim for that idea. Yeah, uh, appreciate you being on with us, Hunter. And I know you you got to get back to training, and we're stretching this thing out a little bit. But it's been a great conversation, and and I, I was so disappointed last year. I only got to, to get down there once or twice, and then didn't get to visit many jobs. Uh, one time, I just flew down for an evening and back. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing you guys some more this year, and, and looking for forward to more great things out of you and the people you work with. So now you're going to, we're going to quickly offer you the microphone to the company. Is there anything you'd like to say to anybody, to everybody? Um, just, uh, when you come up to these training things, definitely don't take it for granted. Try, try to soak in just about everything you can. Um, cause it, you know, it, it only really happens, you know, most of the time it happens once a year for the guys in mid Atlantic and, and you can learn a lot from these guys up here. And just as well as you can learn a lot from the guys down in mid Atlantic, everybody in this company that's been here you know, for a lot of years or maybe, you know, maybe for a short period of time, you can always learn something. So, um, as far as the job I got going on now is we're, it's going to, we're going to have quite a few foremans and a big crew in Prince William County, uh, with Manassas, the landfill, we're getting ready to start. We actually just, we actually just started it off this week, doing some small stuff, getting, getting some stuff started so we can, uh, try to knock, knock it out like a, I guess, knock it out of the park. So, um, and, uh, so so yeah, just just take every take every bit of advice you can, and be humble. And uh, like like Herb said, always have that little bit of humility, and uh, just you know w be willing to take any type of criticism you get. Um, so I think that's all I got. And, and and keep that ego in check because that's what yes exactly. You know, when, Wise when, words when, from a twenty one year old. Yeah. That's Great work, Hunter. Thank you. All right, Hunter. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Nice seeing you, Herb. Take care. All right, we're going to turn things over now and start discussing safety. And you know what? We've got a really cool thing happening here this week. We have all of our safety team members here, including our brand new one. So Arthur Herbist is in here, Justin Embry. And who's this new guy? Well, my name is Cameron Hagar, and I'm the new safety director for Sergeant. I come from the city of Boston with, you know, an extensive background down there ranging from 
you know, 25 story high rises to interior fit outs. So, you know, a vast or a broad spectrum of different projects. So awesome. That's our new guy, folks. Uh, He's in here. And so I'm like, man, I'm just surrounded by safety people. (laughs) I feel very safe right now. You should. Okay. Thank you. Well, so um, what's our safety topic this week, Arthur? Well, talking with Justin and Cameron, we thought something just to continue to bring in when the people come back is uh, reporting incidents. How important that is to as soon as something happens to let your foreman know or somebody know so we get it documented, we can take care of you and see and evaluate, then manage that injury. The more we can manage and take care of it, prevent it from becoming a recordable incident, it's better for you and it's better for the company. So we're not never going to deny you the medical attention you need if it's required, but we want to manage it too because we have work for you. We can put you back to work and Working at your regular job at your regular hours is a lot better and profitable for you than trying to get on workers' comp because you just don't make the money and we want you to be there safe. So So if I get a minor cut on my finger, should I say something? Depends on the situation. If you're working on a landfill and you get a cut on your hand and you're dealing with leachate, absolutely, you need to clean it, but... Uh, we don't, not every little scratch is going to require our attention, but you know, you guys have to use your judgment. Just, you know, take care of yourselves and, and we'll deal with what we do have to have to handle. And for some of our newer folks, how in the world do I tell you if I've got a scratch that I should, you know, take care of? The first person you should know is your foreman. Go up to your foreman and say, look, I've done something, whatever it is. I don't know how bad it is. Here it is. What should I do? That way we can document it and ensure that it get covered because sometimes in the world of workers' comp, they could challenge it and say, where did it occur, when did it occur, back injuries and that. And we don't want that. We want to take care of you, but we need to know in a timely manner so we can take care of you and report it properly and ensure that you're doing well. If, yeah, so if you twist an ankle at a job site, something like that, you should certainly tell somebody because that night it, you, you've been on it all day. It, it may not hurt. When you get home or back to the hotel, wherever you're at that evening, uh, it very well may hurt. And we need to know those things. So if that happens, shoot your foreman a text or give him a call or uh, call me. I don't care. Either way. Either uh, one of us, yes. So. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Um, and obviously, this is going to be super important as we start to ramp up here and our summer season mm-hmm. gets underway. I mean, it's Maine, but we've already been faked out a little bit here with some spring weather. So, And it's not too far off that we're kicking off some of our projects in southern Maine and New Hampshire within the end of the month. Not that calling everybody back to work yet, no. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, uh, Cameron, one of the things that we do here is we do shout-outs as well. So people will let us know, uh, you know, they'll, they'll shout-out to some of these people who have been doing awesome work and um, – we want to make sure that we recognize them. So I've also included you in this. Uh, so we'll go down the list here and we'll read out shout outs. How does that sound? That sounds great. Awesome. Okay. So the first one comes from Ricky Clement. Shout out to the Fleming crew for finishing River Trussell one week ahead of schedule. Ahead of schedule. That's what we like to hear, right? That, that was a big task that uh, Fleming was involved with down the Skowhegan project. It was out in the middle of the river in February. So. Burr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Andrew Pigsley on the New Hampshire Safety Committee. Shout out to Allison for being a bushwhacker and helping out her co-workers. <laughs> she really is a good one. Yes. All right, so this next one is from Matt Tebow. Shout out to Troy Cook. He's been running loader nonstop from sunup to sundown, trying to keep up with the product coming off the crushers while also serving two utility crews on a 30-acre site. 
Enjoy your time off this month. You've earned it. You know, he was shout out last week, too, for the exact same thing. And we really do want him to enjoy his time off because he works hard. Yeah, he's busy hauling away from that crusher down there. Well, sure. de- well deserved. Mm-hmm. Next one's going to come from Zachary Sherry. Shout out to Kevin and Kendall for running our training this week. And to all of our guest speakers, training like this will help us all grow for the future. And, you know, this is seconded in this next one from Hunter Prophet. He says he'd like to give a shout out also to Kevin and Kendall for taking their time training us the sergeant way and bettering us for our future and setting us on the path to success with the tools on our belt to be the future of this company. Thank you. That, that pro- is so true. That's true. That program that Kendall and Kevin put together down there, nothing but a benefit for our people and the foreman. So good Definitely. job. Last shout out is I put in. I want to give a shout out to everyone that's helped me in the last two months. It was important for the company to continue with our safety initiatives. The support shown to me was beyond description. Thank you to everyone for that support. Herb Sargent, Tash Gardner, Heather Hutchison, Eric Ritchie, Kim Ryan, and Justin Embry. Also to the area managers and the superintendents. Saying that, so let's welcome Cameron into the Sargent family and show him the same support. You know, my first day here, everybody's kind of giving me a warm welcome, and uh, I'm just, I'm really happy to finally meet everybody in person. I've kind of talked virtually over teams and whatnot, and uh, I'm really excited to uh, be a sergeant and learn the sergeant way. Oh, I love it. Okay, so something else we do really fun is we do the prices right every week, and so... um, we this past week we wanted to know the valuation of the fair market value of the company's common stock. So I honestly had no had an idea how much that cost five bucks, a hundred thousand no dollars. I had no idea. So turns out the actual price of that is twenty nine thousand dollars. That's how much it costs to do that. Um, large cost, but obviously worth it for our company being employee owned as it is, and um, important information for us to gather and know. Um, and for all of those, uh, you know, Cameron, you're new to this. So when you come in with your prices, right guess, it has to be under, not over the amount. So we had some that were pretty close. Um, but Christopher Lynch was the closest with $23,500 was his guess. That was a really good guess. The next one up was Ken Thurlow at 72,500. So, you know, wide range of guesses from, like a hundred bucks to $180,000. They were, everybody was like me. I had no idea where to go with that. So congratulations to Christopher Lynch. Give you some applause here. Okay. So next week's price is right. We want to know the cost of a pop level. What's a pop level? They shoot the grade. So they can go from one grade stick to another to carry the grade. Okay. So it's just a, like a, tele- a scope. Um, and from what I was gathering from hearing Kevin and Ken- Kendall in their uh, training last week, these top levels are fairly small and easily breakable. Yes, definitely. Um, and so they're having to be replaced quite often. Um, so we want to know what the price of that is um, so that everyone can kind of have an idea of what it costs when they mess one up. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Cost of a pot level. And I will be getting some comments on my description of the use. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's yeah. okay. I, I had no idea what it was. So, you know, it's you can only do better than me. That's for sure. 
All right. Well, thank you, uh, Arthur, Justin, and Cameron. Man, what a full house this week for coming in and helping me out with that safety topic and those shout-outs and prices right. Well, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, good for those guys to come in, uh, Cam and Arthur and Justin, to give us a rundown on what, what it takes to record an accident. For sure, and these guys, they know what they're doing, that's for sure. They do, yeah. I'm glad to have Cam on board with us, giving us a hand. Look forward to working with him for a long time. Yeah, looking forward to getting him on the podcast in, in a couple of weeks, you know, once he gets his feet wet and yeah. gets to learn the sergeant way. I think his feet are probably wet already. I don't <laughs> that's know. That's true. We did kind of just throw him into things, didn't we? Yeah, so look, uh, great. Thank you again, Hunter, for being on with us. And uh, and uh, Cam, Art, and uh, Justin. A great show, I think. I think this this thing these these young guys are are really uh, interesting part of what we got going on. And that's not to say anything against the older guys. We're going to move in that direction as soon as we can. We are to get some of the some of the longer time guys in here. Yeah. Well, we I will. guess I am one. Yeah, you are. You, yeah. you count. <laughs> I will say though, over the next couple of weeks um, on the podcast. Uh, you know, coming up next week, obviously, is uh, Women in Construction Week. So, uh, Herb, we're kicking you off the podcast. Yeah, so I heard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got that, like, fourth word. Yeah, sorry about that, That's but right. see you later. It's going to be all the ladies, but it'll be yeah. fun. So and then... Like, um, can I say who you've got coming in? Sure, of course. you got Katrina Morgan and Tasha, right? Yeah, we do. Look, let me tell you, I talked to Katrina even just for five minutes, and I had 50 stories that were just... Awesome. She's got so. a, Katrina was a, a really important superintendent for us for a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what she had for years, but it's got to be 35 years or more with the company. I believe she said 37. 37. That's crazy. Retired uh, a year ago, December. Mm -hmm. I miss her a lot. Glad to have her in Spacious Podcast Studio A. Yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be a great podcast. And then uh, coming up a couple of weeks after that, uh, we're going to be starting to talk about what's coming up this season. We're going to have our ops managers in here along with Eric Ritchie, and uh, we'll be letting you know what, what we've got going on. Yeah, I think that'll be good content for everybody to, to kind of hear when the job's going to be starting up. And, you know, of course, some of it is based on weather, but uh, we got a we got a huge backlog of work to tackle, and I think we're going to be busy. I think so. I like it. And early. So. There we go. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Zero accidents. Mm -hmm.